you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Monday, July 17. Support for an Indigenous voice to Parliament has declined among women and regional voters, according to new data from NewsPoll. Just 41% of voters now say they'll vote yes in a referendum to be held later this year. It comes shortly after the Yes and No camps submitted their official campaign pamphlets to the Australian Electoral Commission for release. Only half of elderly people living in aged care facilities across the country are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. That's according to new figures from the Department of Health. Just 58% of aged care residents have received the latest booster available, and critics say the government has dropped the ball on protecting our most vulnerable citizens. Access to abortion pills will change in a big way from next month when doctors and nurse practitioners will have expanded rights to prescribe the medication. But medical organisations and faith groups are concerned the overhaul could have unintended consequences. That's in today's episode. A little over a year ago, the Supreme Court of the United States overturned Roe v. Wade. A landmark ruling with repercussions for generations. The US Supreme Court has overturned the landmark Roe v. Wade ruling. This is a seismic moment for life and law in America. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. The almost 50-year-old landmark ruling meant that the right to an abortion was protected by the Constitution. Roe was an American law, but its existence held global significance for advocates of reproductive freedom. And its sensational end has been impossible to ignore, including here at home. Arkansas was one of the first to change the law. We will never relent until we restore the sanctity of life to the centre of American law in every state in the land. What we saw in America is a major setback on women's rights to access healthcare, and I think vigilance is the key. It's in Roe's long shadow that the Labor government is making bold moves on reproductive health care. In a little over two weeks, the way unwanted pregnancies are managed in Australia will fundamentally change. Pharmacies and medical practitioners will be able to prescribe a pregnancy termination pill under major changes aimed to slash red tape around who can dispense abortion medication. The changes are part of the Albanese government's election promise to provide greater access to abortion medication. The medication mentioned in that bulletin, called MS2-STEP, was approved for use in Australia by the Therapeutic Goods Administration in 2006, but it wasn't widely available until 2012. In the decade or so since then, doctors prescribing the two-pill medical regimen and the pharmacists who stock it had to have special certification. That's meant only about 10% of doctors and 30% of pharmacies across Australia have been able to offer it. But, as you just heard, from August 1, those requirements will be removed, meaning all doctors and nurse practitioners will be able to prescribe MS2-STEP and all pharmacies will be able to stock it. Nurse practitioners are registered nurses with additional training that allows them to diagnose and treat people with a range of health conditions. They make up about 1% of nurses working in Australia and sometimes they're the only health professional people living in some communities have access to. 
In Australia, unwanted pregnancies are terminated in one of two ways, surgical or medical. This update concerns the latter, medical abortions. The medication in question is called MS2-STEP in Australia, or RU486 internationally. It can be safely used within the first nine weeks of pregnancy and consists of two drugs, mifepristone, which blocks the production of progesterone, and misoprostol. Taken together, they terminate a pregnancy in a less invasive way than the surgical option, which can be performed after the nine-week mark. Because the pills can be taken at home, it's significantly easier to access, especially by people living in rural and remote areas. And that's ultimately what's driving the government's decision to overhaul the way it's prescribed and dispensed. This is something that there's been a push for for some time, this greater access when it comes to terminations of all kinds. Sarah Ison is a political reporter with The Australian. But specifically when it comes to medical terminations, there are only so many health practitioners that can prescribe the pill and even only so many kinds of pharmacists that can dispense it because of all these special certifications and rules and regulations. And this all comes after a group called MS Health applied to the TGA last year to increase the number of people who can prescribe and dispense this pill and really give them the right to essentially perform a medical abortion. Beliefs and opinions about abortion run the gamut from the political to the scientific and the ideological. We'll have more on who's saying what about the government's bold abortion shake-up after this short break. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has been open about the fact that he wasn't chasing a job title when he became PM. And I pledge to the Australian people here tonight, I am here not to occupy the space, but to make a positive difference each and every day. His government's prerogative has been to agitate on big issues, And the decision to expand access to medical abortions in Australia is happening at a political and ideologically contentious time. Abortion rights activists have rallied across the United States one year since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. The Supreme Court decision... Assistant Health Minister Jed Carney has acknowledged the anxiety the decision by the United States Supreme Court has fostered among Australians. She and the government have offered some reassurance on that front, saying access to affordable termination is a crucial part of healthcare for women. News of the change has been well received by the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, which says women living in rural and regional areas stand to benefit the most. College President Dr Nicole Higgins, who works in a regional centre, says she's seen the barriers around reproductive healthcare in the regions up close. And Dr Higgins believes the TGA's changes will cut unnecessary red tape for GPs living and working in those communities. This is part of our reproductive health care and changing that discussion 
opens up two-way dialogue about how women can also prevent pregnancy, how we can also ensure that women who have unplanned pregnancy can manage that in a safe way. And I think it's a very important change. A Labor lobby group called EMILY's List wants the TGA to take it one step further. So to be clear, what the government has done is increase those that can prescribe the pills. Also, they've included changes to make sure that pharmacists don't have to do as much regulation and training around just stocking this pill and dispensing it. However, they haven't given pharmacists the ability to prescribe. And of course, this whole issue of what pharmacists can do when it comes to prescribing power is is a big one, not just for medical abortions, but for a whole range of spaces. Now, because, of course, access will continue to be an issue in regional and rural areas where there might only be a doctor or a single nurse, Emily's List thinks it's worth exploring giving pharmacists the power to also prescribe the pill. But while abortion is by and large about healthcare, it's also an issue inherently bound up in politics and questions of morality. And for that reason, the government's plan to make medical abortions more accessible across the board is being treated with trepidation by other parts of society. Politically, it's one that people want to say as little as possible on for obvious reasons, because it is really, really contentious. So from the coalition, they're sort of saying this is a sensitive issue and it needs to be implemented carefully. When it comes to the health side of things, a lot of groups are pretty welcoming, whether it's the Royal Australian College of GPs or the Australian Medical Association, but they are still seeking some assurances that people would be properly trained. Because if you lift regulations or the need for special certifications, what you might do alongside that is also have people maybe not doing as much training as they were before and that having risks of its own. One of Australia's peak obstetrics groups isn't convinced the healthcare argument holds up. There's also a group called the National Association of Specialist Obstetricians and Gynaecologists that have raised some really serious concerns about just these changes last week, saying that if we do expand the kinds of people that can prescribe this pill, there are risks that women could face complications, which does happen from time to time. And if they're out in regional areas, which is where this is meant to have the most impact, you could even face death, really. So there's been some concerns raised there as well. Faith groups, too, say they'd prefer the government shifted its focus to improving healthcare services for mothers and babies. You have the archbishops of Sydney, of Melbourne, of Canberra, who are talking about how this is a real worry for them, not just because it contradicts their faith, but also they feel the way this whole debate around terminations is going is lopsided. They think that while the country is giving a lot of support to women who might be pressured into keeping the pregnancy and ensuring she has the right and the access to an abortion, that same focus isn't really there for women who maybe are being pressured into having an abortion and maybe do want that support in order to continue with their pregnancy. So no surprise, it's a pretty heated issue. Sarah Ison is a political reporter with The Australian. More than half a million international students are headed for Australia as visa approvals surge to their highest levels in a decade. But some are concerned the influx will exacerbate Australia's housing crisis. You can read that story as well as all the nation's best news, sport and politics right now at theaustralian.com.au. 
Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt, and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free, and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth, and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.